Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. and welcome to episode two of the Love Food Podcast series. I am so glad you're here. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I am so excited to be sharing with you a new letter and the letter is from a new mom. And this mom is writing to us because she is experiencing a lot with the transition to motherhood and has little time for herself and is also noticing that Her body is not the same, and it's tougher for her to find time to eat in a way that makes her body look differently. So we're going to be diving in and sifting through what parts are important and what parts are really codes for other things that are going on. And I know a lot of you listening can relate to new mom's experience with motherhood Um, being complex and sometimes uh, having this dichotomous experience of joy, yet also sadness. And I know for myself, reading the letter, I connected to a lot of it. And for me, being a new mom, I found it to be challenging with the new role and also dealing with things like sleep deprivation. And I always say the amount of sleep deprivation that I experienced raising my new children probably is a form of torture in some countries. It was just so debilitating and um, hard. And I think it's hard for um, anybody who's raising a child throughout its many stages. And especially for new moms with this brand new experience, life can be literally turned upside down. So with this letter today, I called a friend. Her name is Lindsay Senovec. She's a dietitian that specializes in helping moms to experience a body positive transition into motherhood. And I think you're going to like the episode and I can't wait for you to listen. Here's the letter. Dear Food, six months ago today, I gave birth to an amazing baby boy. We named him Luke. We stare at him for hours, and I can't believe I made this perfect human, with help from my husband, of course. We are amazed and in awe, and all I want to do is keep him safe and let him know how I so desperately love him. I had a pretty easy time getting pregnant and had a normal pregnancy. I have fought my weight my whole life and found myself at my goal weight one month before finding out I was pregnant with Luke. I dieted hardcore to get to that weight, and I was so proud. Once I found out I was pregnant, I knew I had to stop dieting, and it was sort of fun. I went from counting every calorie to eating fast food and drinking milkshakes without abandon. I can't believe it now, yet I didn't worry about losing the pregnancy weight as I was gaining it. I would see celebrities just weeks after giving birth back in their skinny jeans, so I thought I would be okay too. I am ashamed to admit I gained over 60 pounds with my pregnancy, but I did enjoy food and eat without a care in the world. Once Luke was born, I decided I need to stop being lazy and get my body back. Now this amazing human being is in my arms while I type with one hand, and I'm sobbing. I think I will never lose the weight. It will never happen. 
I've cut out a bunch of things, yet the scale is moving so slowly. But my body feels weird, and this floppy belly just seems so useless. My husband can hardly help at home, and I have no family, so I feel like I'm constantly running around, helping my son with eating, changing diapers, keeping him out of things, and taking him places. I can't remember the last time I had a moment to myself except to sleep, which feels like I never have enough up these days. Food. How do I make time to eat right to get my body back? I can't remember the last time I sat down even to eat. I want my son to grow up being proud of his mom, not the lazy, sloppy, chunky mom I am now. Sincerely, Mom Running on Empty. Hi, Mom, running on empty. Thank you for your letter. And thinking about your words, I'm I'm connecting a lot to you. I feel a lot of this a similar kind of experience with motherhood and especially the newborn time. I love my children, and I think I still have a little bit of PTSD from the sleep deprivation and the ease that we can get into as mothers to really not take care of ourselves. And so again, I I relate to a lot of what you're saying. And some of the things you mentioned, especially near the end in your letter, you know, getting your body back and how to eat right. I think those really have more than just surface kind of questions, but rather deeper meaning. And I want to dive into that. And I I can tell from your letter that you dearly adore Luke and you love this experience, yet it just seems that there's lots of pulls in many different directions. I really love the quote from Theodore Roosevelt, that comparison is the thief of joy. And I use it a lot in my own life and my clients and I talk it about a lot because I feel like when we get outside of ourselves and start to compare our experiences or what we appear to be experiencing, it disconnects us from our wisdom and our values. And um, I wonder if that's something that you're going through, especially as it relates to your body and your letter is talking about a lot of body shame and feelings of failure related to body size. And again, it's one of those things that I think is really deeper than just your experiences with motherhood, but rather how as a culture, we experience bodies and bodies of size. I also appreciated from your letter that your experiences with dieting before you got pregnant. And I think it sounds like there's lots of restrained kind of rigid eating. Some people would call that dieting, but I call it more of disordered eating. And I re- I know that a lot of people think that's normal eating, but those of us who work with eating disorders appreciate that that's really disordered eating. And what we know about disordered eating, especially when it's involving a restrictive kind of component, is that eventually the body is going to need to eat a lot more than the person's been giving it. And I wonder, once you got pregnant and decided that it wasn't okay to diet while you're pregnant, which I agree with, um, 
that I kind of was like letting the air out of a balloon and it went, your body went from a restriction to, oh, let me eat everything in sight because I don't know if there's going to be another starvation phase. So as we're talking too, I am thinking that I want to call a friend. I happen to know this dietitian. Her name is Lindsay Stenovec and she lives in sunny San Diego. And Lindsay is someone that I've met at um, different kind of professional events. Yeah, there's conferences, conferences and things like that that we go to to further help our um, ability to work with those who are affected by emotional eating and eating disorders. And I believe that's where I've met Lindsay. And Lindsay is someone that specializes in working with new moms and pregnant moms. And I have a feeling that she's going to have even more insight than I will. So let me call Lindsay and see if she's available and if she can help us. Hello. Hi, is this Lindsay? This is she. Hey, Lindsay. It's Julie Dillon from the Love Food Podcast. How are you? Hi, Julie. I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, did you get a chance to read the letter? I did. I definitely did. Awesome. Well, I would love the letter. It is. And I'm wondering, I'm thinking a lot from reading it. And I know you and I are both moms and I've connected to a lot of it. I feel it's really powerful. And before I even go more into it, I'm totally curious about your impression because I know you focus a lot of your work on working with moms. So I think you're going to have a lot more insight. Yeah, I, I'm just so glad that, that this mom wrote in because like you, I mean, I can completely relate to a lot of what she's saying. Um, and I think that a lot of moms listening are going to relate as well and hopefully feel some support and, and, you know, understand that they're not the only ones dealing with, with these types of challenges postpartum. So I'm really glad she wrote in. Yeah, me too. Well, and I'm wondering when you read it, like what was the thing that stuck out most to you? Oh gosh. Um, a couple well, so many things, of, of course. And I think like postpartum is just this really interesting time where we have on the one hand, we feel so much joy and so much love, which mom running on empty really highlights in the beginning of the letter of trying to communicate like this is this amazing baby. And I love him so much. And Mm. I'm also struggling because there's been so much change so quickly. You know, my life has become unfamiliar in a lot of ways, which I think is what a lot of women will say. Um, and there's, you know, a feeling of maybe lack of lack of support or lack of connection, um, which is also something that a lot of mothers feel for lots of different reasons. Um, and and it's so common to turn to body and food to kind of try to ground ourselves because this is kind of what we're taught culturally um, that that will kind of fix things or change things and and so that really stands out too. Yeah, that's so interesting, Lindsay. I'm so just love what you said because I think she's talking about all these disconnections, and I never thought about how thinking about it through our body really is a way to ground us, but yet it seems to be distracting her too from really what is going on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, And it becomes two separate things, you know, of the body image piece of validating that, that yes, the body is different postpartum and, and getting acquainted with it and accepting the changes that have occurred um, and kind of exploring that piece. Right. Mm -hmm. And then 
On the other hand, of all the other underlying things that tend to bring our attention to all of that, which mm-hmm. is the lack of you know stability and familiarity and connection and wow. support, me time, all of that. Yeah. That well, right? that sounds like so much. And even just hearing that list, I'm like, where would where would you recommend for this new mom to start? Because it sounds like new mom is saying that she wants her body back, which I don't know about you, but whenever I hear that kind of phrase, I want my body back, it kind of it it makes me feel a lot. Um, and it's probably because, you know, I work from this place of um, a health at every size kind of thing. And I also feel like, well, her body didn't go anywhere. It just made this human. <laughs> you know, it's still right. there. Um, and and I also um hear what you said, how it's it's something that's trying to ground her. But um, her questions at the end were really talking about in this kind of concrete kind of tactile way. But what I'm hearing you saying is there's like lots of digging and like sorting around and uh, work to be done. So where would you recommend that she starts? Gosh, yeah, that's such a good question. Of course, it's going to be unique for every single person. And, you know, sometimes it takes kind of time to set aside to even start to ponder some of these things without feeling overwhelmed. Um, And so starting with some of that me time and figuring out um, what would help her feel more familiar in her body, so to speak, Um, but looking at her, her life um, and what could help her feel more familiar. So maybe that would be reaching out to a friend that she used to go, you know, out for happy hour with or whatever, mm-hmm. and taking that time to do that. Um, maybe it's trying to reinstate something from a routine that she used to be able to do, but hasn't been able to lately. I know that um, Luke is six months. And so as you know, they develop and change, there are kind of different things that can kind of creep back into our lives. I know that for me, like at, at a certain point with my son, it was like even being able to just pour a cup of coffee, sit down on the couch and be able to drink like half of the cup of coffee in the morning while my husband kind of cared for my son was huge and just kind of feeling a little bit of a a sense of routine or something that was familiar. That's something that I used to enjoy that it had, had been something that I felt like kind of was lost in those early months postpartum, just because of the nature of, you know, caring for a new baby and healing from delivery. And um, there's just so much going on. So finding things that help you feel familiar um, can, can be helpful looking at um, ways that would help someone feel more stable um, in terms of intake. I know there's a lot of questions about, you know, thinking about her experience with dieting and, and and losing weight and kind of being there and going through pregnancy and having her body change and then um, kind of coming out on the other side, it's so understandable to feel this added layer of chaos in her eating because it went from dieting, which gives us a sense of control on one level. Um, and then this wonderful thing that happens with pregnancy, which we typically see, which is like permission to eat. But when we go from dieting to permission to eat, that can feel a little bit chaotic too sometimes, but it seemed like it felt pretty positive for a mom running on empty. Um, and then when that time we have this grace during that time, sometimes for ourselves of like, Oh, my body's changing because my baby's growing. And then postpartum, it's like, Oh, but now now I have to go back to that control and the weight control and the food control. Um, but there's kind of a, a, 
there are other alternatives, which you talk about in your podcast, um, like getting in touch with cues that her body is giving her um, and allowing that to stabilize her um, and doing is the best that she can to take that kind of uh, grace and flexibility and grace might not even be the right word, but mm-hmm. just kind of allowing her body to change during pregnancy. It's always um, curious to me. I always use this with my clients of how do we take that and use that now postpartum, that this is also a stage of change for your body. And how do we look at that as part of the process and um, do our best to not use methods that end up hurting us by changing the way we eat by mm-hmm. calorie counting and such. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think that's so helpful because it's interesting because what you're saying is basically there's still a way to use the body as a way to ground, but without being harmful, you know, getting in touch with um, our own kind of innate wisdom of hunger cues and fullness and using that to ground, but then also what's familiar from before. And when you were talking about half having the half a cup of coffee, I had this big <laughs> smile on my face because I was telling the listeners earlier that I feel like I still have a little PTSD from my children who I love dearly. Um, I love them so much. I'm oozing with love for them. And um, it was really hard for me when I was a new mom. And I feel like part of it was the sleep deprivation, except for especially for one of them. Mm-hmm. She still never sleeps. But uh, but the the kind of ease that I found in it was really easy to let my self-care go. I don't know if it was partly um, my expectations or if it was kind of cultural or what it was, but it just slipped away. And over time, I, I, I remember reading something that Janine Roth wrote. Um, and if you don't know Janine Roth, she's just a fabulous source of kind of ways to reconnect to our own wisdom. And Lindsay, I know you know about her, but just for the listeners, I'll put some information on Janine Roth in the show notes. But when I was a new mom, I don't remember for which kid, it's probably the second because I I repeated the same kind of flow for the second one, um, <laughs> is uh, she said, every person needs to have one meal a day sitting down with like a warm meal instead of just like eating on the run. And, um, and I remember eating a lot of meals as a new mom with like one hand and I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't ever, um, I, I didn't ever really want to do a lot of food prep because I was just like either trying to sleep or, you know, doing something for the baby. So when I read that, I was like, I need to really do that for myself. I deserve to have like a meal sitting down. It's warm and connect to that experience. And I, you know, I thought of it also as a way to like nurture and restore. And um, that was really helpful. Like it's such a simple thing, but I loved it. And then when you were talking about the coffee, I was thinking about, I have this kind of joke about the way I can measure how crazy things are at home is the amount of times I have to reheat my hot tea before I finish it. Because if so it's, true. yeah, if it's like a two time day, it's not too bad, but I have to reheat the co- or the tea six times and I know it's just been crazy. And um, I don't know, it's one of those days where like my kids are little a-holes or something. I'm like, <laughs> you guys. So um, again, I love them. But you know, it's stressful. It's hard. And it's a lot to manage. And so reconnecting to these simple and I think like something like warm, like coffee and tea and a meal, there's something really grounding about that. 
And reading her letter, I didn't connect to that word, but I feel like that word grounding is just so powerful because it does get us to the present and more to connecting back to ourselves. And there was so much from this new mom running on empty that was like, it could, it got the sense that she was really disconnected. But then also, I don't know if you had a reaction to um, just had the way the descriptions on body and, you know, my son's not going to be proud of me if I'm this fat person and how proud she was when she got to her goal weight. I just thought that was also really impressive and something worth kind of discussing too. So I'm wondering if you had any reaction to that. Yeah, definitely. That definitely stood out to me. Um, and yeah, I had my own reactions in terms of just feeling for her, feeling, um, you know, just feeling sad that that is how she's thinking about herself, that those are the thoughts and was really brave to write this letter and share that I think with all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, you know, there's so many things, especially with motherhood where we're kind of, we feel we're not good enough. Um, and you know, very quick to judge ourselves, um, and even to maybe on accident judge others, um, uh, in kind of reflection of kind of how we're doing. And again, it can be placed on our bodies. Um, and at a time where the body feels very unfamiliar and based on cultural, um, standards, doesn't align with what we're seeing, um, in, in typical media, it can make us feel like just our bodies to start with are, are, you know, not good enough and that they somehow define us, um, and define how we are as a mom or, or how our children are going to view us as mothers. And of course, part of this would be a whole discussion about health at every size and cultural messages that we get and where this all comes from. Um, but also just looking at the mom experience, Sometimes it can help to think about how your child views your body, which your your child, you know, has no preconceived ideas about what cultural, you know, what cultural messages that we get about our bodies, what we're supposed to look like, all of these different things. Um, they just see us for us. You know, my son loves to like poke my squishy belly like he loves it mm-hmm. and he doesn't think about it in a positive or negative way. Um, and what I'll do with my clients sometimes is we'll try and try and spend even just a few seconds pretending like we're in, you know, looking at our bodies from that perspective with, you know, beginner's mind and, you know, just a fresh pair of eyes, so to speak, and look at it without judgment in that it's, you know, it's done a lot for us and, it is part of the process that it's going to be different. It's going to have changed, um, just like in the pregnancy experience. What kind of thoughts do you have on that? I had very similar thoughts. And I feel like her body, um, I feel like there was a lot of stuff that was going on possibly before. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of what you said about health at every size approaches and how our culture kind of considers what body shape means. I think that was something that was probably internalized. And hearing what you're saying, I'm even considering more to that because thinking about the changes that happen with our bodies in pregnancy and then the changes that happen just to our life period, 
once this child comes out and now we have to be in charge of it. <laughs> you know, it's just such mm -hmm. a different way. And no wonder it's being reflected then on her body. Um, and I do often think of the same thing about how um, our children think of our body. And I think about this for anybody who's a caregiver, whether they're a mother in this kind of conventional sense, or if someone, someone mothers in another way, maybe through being a teacher or a caregiver. And whenever we're taking care of someone, especially someone young, they don't, they just adore us and they adore mm -hmm. all of us. And they don't know these conventional kind of things yet. And so I know that Luke loves every part of her and feels that connection because just the way she writes about him, oh my gosh, like they are totally in love. You can tell. <laughs> you mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I know with any child um, and as he gets older, there's this kind of just this experience that he's going to love her and think that she is just so beautiful. And I wish all moms knew that. And um, because the the beauty that he sees in her is just amazing. And I think, um, you know, letting herself really sit with that and um, also how important it is for him, for her to look at it through his eyes, but then also let's not mess with that. <laughs> you know, let's yeah. not, let's not teach that body hate is normal. Um, and I, I also, as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh gosh, new mom, you already have so much on your plate. Um, so I just, it's, it's kind of something just to think about as you have more time, but, um, you know, teaching our children that hating our bodies as women, as, is kind of normal and as normal conversation, I feel like it's kind of like talking about the weather. It's like, oh, I hate my butt or I hate my stomach. It's kind of, you know, it's raining where I am right now. And so it's kind of like in the same paragraph sometimes. And um, it kind of drives me crazy because I feel like it is teaching body hate. Um, and our young people don't need to learn this just like any other kind of thing like racism. And so um, we have the power to prevent this new mom from passing it on to her son. And it'll make him a great partner someday if he has a more kind of um, neutral or positive relationship with how bodies are supposed to look. And it also help his own body image. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's something that um, is so common these days. I don't want to call it normal, but it probably is. It's, it's just the most common way of experiencing the female body um, after giving birth. But I really hope um, Lindsay, you reach more people because what all the things you were saying, I was like nodding my head almost like violently. <laughs> like, yes, that's it. That's like, and it just gave me so much to think about because, um, and I would even say any mom, um, even if you weren't the person who wrote this letter, but if you experience something like this, you know, to if you hear yourself hating on your body or wanting to change your eating or looking at that floppy belly which I remember the floppy belly. Oh, goodness. It's just the way it is, you know, yeah. uh, for a good year or two. It's just kind of like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something else I wanted to mention. I'm like, of course, celebrities, it looks like they, quote unquote, get their body back really fast. But um, I love the retouching that they can do and the things that people can wear to make it look like they do. But oh, yeah. Yeah. And one of the um, things I experienced was um, I taught a class at um, a university near where I live, and I taught this nutrition through the life cycle. And I taught it while I was pregnant. 
And one of the things that I remember kind of sort of learning, you know, another thing I learned about teaching a class is that we don't always know everything that we're teaching before we teach it. <laughs> so, so I know. So um, FYI, all of those students out there. Um, <laughs> but one thing I remember kind of sort of trying to remember to point out to the class is that it's really common um, or the kind of the, if you look at averages of weight change and stuff like that from pregnancy that, um, gosh, and this was back in 2007 or 2008, that the typical experience at that time was for moms to lose their pregnancy weight. It took about a year or two. And it was like, okay. and that was out without, it was looking at of course, this was just one or two studies, but it was looking at it without dieting, you know, just so it was the typical kind of experience. So I do encourage moms to like what Lindsay said, to just stay grounded with hunger and fullness. And your bodies, our bodies are different after making a person. It's just our bodies are going to be different whether we go through pregnancy or not. As women, our bodies are always changing. But also if we don't like mess around with it, it ends up going to where it needs to be. And whatever that's going to look like. And that may look a little different and and it may not for some people, but the expectation that it's going to be exactly the same in a short amount of time, I think is really harmful. And it it starts that whole kind of comparing and um, gets us in that trap of looking at everybody else and saying, oh, they have it better and kind of goes down that Debbie Downer kind of route. So yeah. And I, I would love to talk to you more about this, but I know we're running out of time, but I wonder if there's anything that you have to forward to this new mom running on empty. And on this show, I have something called a food piece syllabus. And it's kind of funny thinking about teaching a university class. I'm like, oh, the similarities. But, <laughs> but the, the syllabus looked a little different then. But this one is kind of like a self-study, right? So, um, And so I'm putting together this syllabus of things that can help listeners to um, just find a way to make amends with their relationship with food and and also the situations that we're learning about from the people who are, are writing these really brave letters. Um, so is there anything that you would like to add to that syllabus? Sure. Um, so there's this one book. It's called Does Does My Oh no, Does This Pregnancy Make Me Look Fat? Mm-hmm. And um, it just sorts through, it talks about eating and intuitive eating. It talks about culture. It talks about um, the challenges of, you know, shopping for clothes during pregnancy and, and, and postpartum. It's been a while since I read it. And I'm trying to remember how much they touch on postpartum, but it's going to be helpful regardless. Um, and it's pretty funny. They use some, some good humor in there. I love that. Uh, yeah. Um, intuitive eating, of course, I would always recommend mm-hmm. for anyone who's listening, who's thinking, what is this about internal cues? Is it something I'm familiar with? That would be a good place to start. And they have a CD. It's um, $19 on Amazon. So you can listen in the car since new moms don't always have time to sit down and cozy up to a book. Um, but that's, you know, it's all about that self-trust and self-trust in motherhood is really important too. So there are a lot of overlapping themes in that. Um, there's postpartum.net. There's an international uh, helpline there that any mom can call, regardless of whether or not you think you're suffering from postpartum or postpartum, I'm sorry, postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, they're a resource uh, in general, and they can point you in the direction of mom groups and support groups, you know, finding that connection locally with other moms who you can, you know, get validation from and relate to is, is huge. Um, and then 
actually through my own, you know, pregnancy and postpartum experience, uh, it sparked an idea for me to launch this program that I've been talking about for years and I'm excited because it's finally going to launch in early 2016. Um, it's called the Nurtured Mama and it's all about developing a, a body positive community for moms that focuses around, you know, all the things we're talking about today um, and, and gives moms a, a place that they can go online from the comfort of their own homes to discuss these topics, to ask questions and get answers from me and eventually other dietitians um, and to join in on group calls and at some point webinars and videos and things like that. So just kind of a, a self-care, intuitive eating, health at every size resource for moms. And they can access that on nutritioninstincts.com. That's my business. And the program's called The Nurtured Mama. That sounds awesome. Oh, cool. Well, I hope new mom running on empty, I hope you look into this Nurtured Mama experience because I feel like that sounds like exactly made for her. You know, it, it, Mm -hmm. it it just sounds it would fit perfectly. So Lindsay, thank you so much for your insight. I am so grateful that we were able to chat. And I'm also grateful that you're able to add your insight because I just, I really appreciate some of the connections that you were able to make from this letter. And I really think it's going to help this new mom who's running on empty to maybe refuel a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, have a good rest of your day. And thank you so much. Thank you so much, Julie. It's great to be on and to have the chance to chat with you. So thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. We humans have such complex experiences with our emotions. And I find it just fascinating that we can experience something so tremendous as joy from giving birth and then at the same time also experience sadness, regret, grief, um, emotions that feel more uncomfortable. I don't think this is rare. I think this is quite normal. Yet we live in a world that doesn't like to think about these joyful experiences to also include something that feels uncomfortable. But yet it is normal and ignoring them can cause disconnections from our wisdom. And new mom, I believe the sadness you're experiencing is real, yet I think it's coming from something besides hating your body. I do hear the words that you want to change your body, you want to get your body back, and you want to eat right, but I think those are really codes for something else. Your life was just turned upside down with this new bundle of joy And although it's joyful, it's still a really big change, and it's left you disconnected from all that was familiar. I believe focusing on dieting in your body may be trying to reconnect you to something familiar, a routine that you were really into before you were pregnant. And I also think the way to promote health and to heal your body image and also nurture yourself is to think of things in a different way. And I would encourage you, just like Lindsay said, to reconnect to things that feel more familiar and also to try to reconnect to your body and your hunger cues, your fullness cues, and also give yourself permission 
for right now to just be where you are. You can find a lot more on this process and helping to heal your relationship with food on my blog. I have lots and lots of information on there on different stops along the way. And I'll put the uh, website in the show notes. It's, it's just juliedillonrd.com. And I hope that does provide some insight for you. And that's enough for me. I see that food has written you back, new mom. Dear new mom running on empty, I want to give you a hug and let you know you're not alone. Thank you for writing, and I hope you can find ways to reconnect to a few old familiar things from before you had Luke. He's amazing, by the way, and so are you. He believes you're the most beautiful woman in the world. Instead of avoiding me or hating your body, listen to what your body and soul say they need. Staying connected to these promotes health and is so very precious. Take care. Love. Food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food Series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care.